Welcome to Money Isn't Scary, a podcast for women to explore our fears around money and inspire each other to be financially empowered. I'm Megan Dwyer, and I'm making it my personal mission to remove the taboo around money and help women rewrite their stories so they can stop staying small and begin to live life on their terms. In this show, we get real and uncomfortable as we unpack our beliefs, thoughts, and behaviors that aren't serving us anymore. I can't wait for you to join me on this journey. So let's dive in. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Money Isn't Scary podcast. I'm Megan Dwyer. So I want to start today's episode with a public service announcement now that it's past Labor Day. For all that you moms out there with kiddos transitioning back to school right now and all the massive feels that come with it, good, bad, and ugly, I got you. You are not alone and you are doing a great job even when it doesn't feel like it. And your kindergartner refuses to wear the backpack that he picked out and refuses to get on the bus on the first day of school, like he did yesterday in my world. (laughs) So as I transition back into a quieter house and I have a little bit more time to refocus on all the things that took a back seat these last few months, including work, it occurred to me the other day as I was checking my credit card statement online that I've spent a lot of money this summer. Keeping those kids entertained can come with a price tag, and we all know that. We all know that inflation is high this year as well, so I'm sure I'm not alone in this. And not only that, summer is just known for being this like time to relax, this time to take a break from the everyday norm and like have some fun, right? There's like a certain kind of energy that comes with summer. It's exciting. And I live in the Northeast where winters are long and cold and it feels really good to get outside in nice weather and we want to take advantage of those long days, right? And at the same time with that, often comes more expenses. Again, I just mentioned, especially this year with inflation being as high as it is and continuing to remain high, There's like vacations, there's camps, there's weekend adventures and excursions and barbecues, and not to mention the back to school shopping, which I talked about last week. All of these things can add up and they can put some stress on our credit cards this time of year. So first of all, if this is you, know that you're not alone. This is an actual like known fact. According to a study from Mass Mutual, more than half of Americans like 52%, tend to overspend in the summertime. Why? Because we feel this cultural pressure to make the most of the summer months. And honestly, FOMO, right? Like massive fear of missing out. And social media doesn't help. I've talked about this a few times before. You know, we see other families seemingly enjoying their time together on their vacation or their beach trip or out to dinner or at the family barbecue right? And we can't help but get a little jelly and want that for ourselves too. I get sucked into this all the time. It's normal. And at the same time, we don't have to let it drive our beliefs of ourselves and our behaviors if we don't want to. This is where intention comes into play, which I'm going to talk about in a minute. But if we did overindulge this summer, we did. And that's okay. And now that it's September, we're back to routines and back to structure. And 
maybe we're facing a higher than usual credit card bill. So how do we cope? How do we bounce back from maybe a summer of overspending? How do we move through any guilt or anxiety that's coming up now that the bill is due? I have some thoughts. And first of all, you guys probably know what I'm going to say. Practice huge amounts of self-compassion here and try not to beat yourself up. We all know that we can be our own worst enemies. We are constantly, you guys, undermining our confidence and therefore hindering our ability to trust ourselves. Let's just try, try to offer ourselves the same support and understanding that we would give someone we care about. And I always say our kids, right? Just try it on for size. See how it feels. Give yourself permission to make mistakes, right? Because these are opportunities for growth and learning. And the key here is like, don't dwell on these like perceived mistakes or things you wish you did differently. This is so hard, I know, because again, I'm a recovering perfectionist, but it's not productive. It's not going to change anything that happened, right? Like the past is done and all we can do is move forward from where we are today. So that kind of brings me to my next step here, which is like, you know, take some time to assess the reality of the overspending, right? And then get organized. So let's get honest with ourselves. Let's take an honest look at what these numbers are. I honestly am not going to lie to you guys. You probably think the opposite, but I hate looking at my credit card balances just as much as you guys do. And at the same time, I force myself to do it because I know how important it is to know. So just begin by looking at, look at, go through the app, look at your transactions, look at the statements. We know the number is going to be higher on the expense side, which can feel overwhelming. But the key here is to do this without judgment or shame. And by the way, I like to think of it like this. It's not the actual numbers that are making you feel uncomfortable or guilty or get this pit in your stomach. It's how we relate to those numbers. It's what those numbers represent to us. So if we can work on making that relationship as healthy as possible, this process is going to be so much easier, you guys. So once you have a good handle on what the monthly amounts are, let's see what spending habits can maybe be adjusted as we head into these fall months, right? In order to pay that credit card down. And do this intentionally. The goal should be working towards paying down the credit card debt in full because those interest rates are high, right, you guys? But if you can't, you can't. And that's okay too. It's a goal. That doesn't mean you have to feed your family only ramen noodles to make that happen. But the only way to know what you can afford to do is to get organized. Look at what's coming in after taxes, right? And what recurring expenses are going out. Then... Take baby steps to see what makes the most sense for you and your situation. Chip away at it if you have to. Just do something to move yourself in a direction that feels good to you. Also, this part can be hard for even the most financial literate of us, myself included. My biggest piece of advice here when going through this step, ask for help if you need it, right? It's totally okay to ask questions. 
you're not expected to know everything. So have some patience with yourself. Okay. Reach out to me. Always send me a message. You guys, I'm so happy to be talking about this stuff. And honestly, I'm just more excited that you guys have the vulnerability to reach out and to be able to ask for help because that in and of itself is a huge step. Okay. So the next thing that I just want to mention here is plan ahead as best as you can. I said earlier that you can't do anything about the past because it's over. Yep. You're right. Yep. But you can't, you can do something about the future. And one of the things that I haven't been the best at lately myself is planning ahead, but it's so empowering when we do it. So it's early September right now. What are the, what are some of the things we know are going to come up between now and the end of the year? Literally write it out. What are the holidays? We've got Halloween. We've got Thanksgiving. We've got Christmas, right? What are the birthdays? What are the kids' sports? What um, maybe long weekend things are you doing? Are you taking any any trips? We're, we just booked a trip to Legoland. I told my husband I didn't want to, but we did it. And I do. I really do want to deep down, but Legoland is not cheap, by the way, you guys, but we did it. So I've got that to kind of sort through in my head. But now that I know that that's out there from here, we can sort of work backwards. Is there any way we can begin to, I don't know, pay ourselves or put away even like $20 a week for those specific purposes? You're probably not going to notice such a small amount is even gone, right? That oftentimes is your, is what we spend on coffee or, you know, a quick trip to the grocery store or something like that. And I'm telling you all these little things add up, all these little tiny bits of savings make a difference. I had set a $20 a week automatic transfer into a savings account, I don't know, last year sometime, and I completely forgot about it. I logged in to check it out like seven or eight months later, and I had over $500 in there. Actually more, because I moved it to a high-yield savings account and it earned some interest. That's not nothing, you guys. So little things do make a difference. And by the way, knowing that you have some fun set aside for goals and things you want to do in the future makes you feel like you just outsmarted the world. It's like such a good feeling to know that when, you know, that bill comes due and it's time to pay for it, you've got at least some of the money there to cover it already, right? That's a cool feeling. So to bring this all home, I want to make sure I emphasize the the importance of intention. Before we just jump into the next season with all its own craziness and chaos, let's take some time to do a little self-reflection work and, you know, think about maybe why we overspent this summer. Maybe it's because you really wanted some special memories with your family. I know I did, that's for sure. Maybe it's because you love traveling and seeing new places. Maybe it's because you see other people on social media having fun and you want that too. And that's okay. We're all guilty of that, by the way. There is no right or wrong answer to this question. It's super personal. As I've talked about before, it's almost never about the thing itself. It's about the feeling behind it. How does that item that you're buying or that experience or service or whatever it is, how does it make us feel? What does it represent to us and about us? 
for me, I get so caught up in cultural expectations of the summer that my kids should, quote unquote, should be having. And here I am working while they watch TV for hours some days. So I feel like I want to make up for that by showing them better experiences when I can actually be present. And there's nothing wrong with that. And at the same time, it's all about balance, right? Because this has to work for us just as much as it has to work for them, okay? So remember, you guys, you are human, living a human experience. Instead of striving for perfection, let's strive for progress. It's not possible to do money right or wrong. This is a deeply personal journey with the underlying goal being to have a healthy relationship with money and one that's free from shame and guilt. Okay. So with that, (laughs) thank you guys for listening. And if you liked this episode, go share it with a friend and of course, subscribe um, so you can hear more from me. And again, don't forget to enter my Great Wolf Lodge giveaway. I'll be picking the winner next week. So definitely get in there before the giveaway ends. Thank you guys so much. I'll talk to you next time.